This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 79. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. And uh, I'm on the train from Port Credit, which is south of Toronto or west of Toronto, heading into town. And with me, here for a few days from Melbourne, Australia, is my brother Tim. How are you going, Timmy? I am great. Thanks for having me, mate. Just don't lean into the microphone too close there. Or you'll, you'll, get, you'll, you'll get plenty of action, don't worry. Now, I'll Try to get a word in over you. Where, oh, seriously. It's going to be like this, is it? Where, do I, where can we start with you? How can you um, give us a brief history in 10 seconds or less? Yeah, righto. I'll give it a go. Your expertise. So I've got a really um, interesting or, or different journey, I suppose. I came out of school and worked as a, um, an actor uh, and a barman and a lawnmower. No way. Yeah, I cut a mean lawn. (laughs) Did you ever get the opportunity to to combine all of that? Um, No, although that's a really good point. Um, And the acting thing really got me. And three years after that, I went and studied uh, over in Western Australia. um, At the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts, just making sure that wasn't our stop. Um, Also known as the uh, WAPA. WAPA. And where another another famous Australian uh, actually studied... Oh, Lisa McCune. <laughs> oh, Tim Minchin. No, oh, Tim Minchin? Yeah. I was actually thinking of Hugh. Ah, oh, yes, he did too. Right. Um, and so I worked on and off as an actor until 1999 and then sick of not earning enough money and not seeing my wife, um, now wife, I switched into advertising and then advertising into marketing um, and I sort of did the big corporate global so I worked with McDonald's in the UK and um, Nike in Australia and Mattel and then kind of got jacked to be honest of the whole corporate life and um, joined a mate of mine who had been running an um, organisation called Fit Sponsorship Group um, and joined him as a partner about three years ago and that's what I now do and, and what we do is uh, weirdly a combination of my background where we help arts cultural community organizations sell corporate sponsorship okay so we represent them and go to corporate brands and ask them for money basically okay okay, mm. okay. do you have any major takeaways from working with a company like nike or mcdonald's in the marketing side of things it's really interesting so um, when i was at those companies i was involved with sponsorship from the other side yep and it always struck me that we would get heaps of approaches um, from rights holders and they were normally sporting at the time for proposals to sponsor a fun run or or to do whatever and uh, they would just talk about themselves a lot they would come in and here's what we do here's how here's our fun run Uh, here's how many people we get Um, this is where you can have your sign and it was and it was all about them and and my huge takeaway and, uh, and realisation at the time was I actually don't care about you. Mm. I want to talk about myself as, yeah. as the brand. I want to understand what, how you, what you can do for me, how you can solve my problem. Um, so that was, a, that was a really big learning that, that I took from the corporate side going back into the sales side, I suppose. What about McDonald's? How do you... Uh, well, you were 
you were at McDonald's in a fairly transitional time when they were getting into different meals and offering salads and mm. and coffee. Mm. Uh, that was a big part of it. Yeah, um, I can't take credit for it, but um, it was a fascinating part of it because the whole obesity challenge. And at the time, the UK was um, probably with with the US and a little head of Australia in the obesity debate, and uh, the company at the time decided to take a decision to produce um, packaged freshly cut fruit okay and so uh, the old would you like fries with that so when they sold happy meals the question would be fruit or fries and what it did from a brand perception point of view literally shifted overnight suddenly parents were able to make a choice whether they bought their children fruit or fries in in the happy meal now less than five percent was fruit but it's not the point. People had a choice and they were making an informed decision around, around what they bought and sales, um, sales went through the roof. Amazing, amazing. Mm. You and I were talking earlier about point of difference marketing, which is, which is my pet hobby horse, I guess. Uh, I love obviously working with real estate people to help them promote their brand and help them stand out from the crowd, help them get noticed. And mm. it's harder and harder to get noticed in such a busy busy world mm. where there's everybody's you know out for your attention mm. Gary Vaynerchuk says he he what's his short sells attention or he's got some some uh, name for how he I forget what the, what the what the name is but how he packages everybody's after attention how do you cut through give me your philosophy on on where that stands whether it's in my world of real estate and marketing or in your world of, of helping uh, helping non-profits get sponsorship yeah so what we have a pretty simple rule that we the organizations we work with um, who are largely arts organizations um, in in the entertainment music or or um, performance galleries that sort of thing is simple question is what do you do better than anyone else right what what would what would how would you what situation um, or what topic um, would you happily sit with anyone in the world and be uh, able to speak as equals to them. So what we get a lot is um, organisations who say, oh, we, we, we do a lot of things, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this, and they really quickly become a, a generalist and largely become, don't, they don't mean a lot to, to any one particular person. So who is your audience and what do you do for that audience better than, than anyone else? Which is a really simple way of saying, you know, point of difference being a, being a marketing term. Um, and it just helps really define the Wiggles is, is one of our clients okay and they teach us really but as, well, they're as, already an established brand though aren't they look they are an established brand but what what do they do better than anyone else and that is entertain and educate children okay and so any decision they make and and, and they will tell you this is is all around the the, the child and um, being very true to their brand of, of, of they call it edutainment. The, okay. Uh, okay. Of, for, for children. Good and they, name and for they it. stay very true to that. Yep. And you've been around 25 years, so they're doing something right. Yep. Um, we've just crossed the Humber River, and our next stop is Exhibition Station. And after that, we're going to pull up at Union Station, downtown Toronto. And I'm hoping that we can capture some of the magic <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners as we go into the hustle and hubbub of, um, of Union Station. I've got to tell anyone that's in Australia at the moment where it's summer, it's snowing. Uh, well, it was snowing. It's not right now. It was snowing before. 
And Ray's going to take me up. Is it called the CN Tower? The CN Tower stands for Canadian National. It's the it's everybody who I've been taking photos of the skyline uh, for the last uh, six months. I think uh, anybody who who follows me on my Facebook page uh, will know what the Toronto skyline looks like. So the CN Tower is world famous. It was at one point the tallest structure I want to say in the world. Yeah. I think. Uh, but the, I think the Patronus Towers in, uh, in KL, in Malaysia, uh, topped it. In any case, there's a heap of other towers now. But it is a thing of beauty. So uh, we're going to head up that. I'm, pe- um, I'm petrified of heights. And are you? Yeah. And, and, um, you can actually do a climb on... Uh, <laughs> Mate, I'm going to be... <laughs> Don't even go there. I'm, I'm getting nervous thinking about it. Um, you can, well, not that we're going to do the climb, but you know how you can climb the Sydney Harbour Bridge. You can actually do an outside climb oh, here. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, it's... Um, quite amazing so we'll take a photo of us up there and uh, for the podcast awesome because it's great uh it's really easy to see photos when you're listening to something i'll be the one crying (laughs) um okay so point of difference marketing uh what tell me your point of view let's just wait for this announcement now you're right exit see i could i could heard i heard what she said there i'm I'm fluent fluent in canadian yeah i can understand them um uh, tell me your perspective from a non-real estate person. Where do, where do you think real estate agents fall down as, as far as marketing goes? Mm, crikey. Um, that's a big question. So I think, there's, I think the real estate agencies, and, and this is an outsider perspective, right? Yeah, so, that's what I so wanted. Shoot me down if you want. Uh, they're, they're homogenous. There, um, and, and let me go really harsh and, and we can cut to the point. Oh, hang on. I wasn't invited. <laughs> it's a bland wash of um, agents with different colours. Okay. So uh, if I go to sell my house, I'm doing it on the person I know yep. um, and, and who I trust. Um, the, while there are some brands um, that, that jump out in, in different areas, it's broadly... Um, a different logo, a different name, um, same same suit standing out standing out the front. So for me, it's it's a really broad, homogenous wash. Okay. So where do you go from there? You're talking about the value or power of a personal relationship, mm. somebody that you know, mm. somebody that knows you. Mm. The, the, I, I would have thought, and it's it's certainly true in our game that um, people buy people. Um, so, so a brand might open a door for you, but people buy people. Yep. And yep. if I'm going to sell the biggest material asset that, that, that I have in my life, I'm certainly not going to do it with anyone that, that I don't trust. Okay. And, and while I may have just met them, um, it's going to come down to me on, on trusting that person. So you bought your home. Let's unpack this a little bit. You and Emma bought your place 10 years ten ago. 10 years ago? 12 years ago. Okay. Um, do you have any? Do you have a relationship with a realtor at the um, moment? No, no. Okay, but it's not really on your radar, I guess. Well, no, it's it's not. Um, and 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 again, why don't I have a relationship with with a, a real estate agent? Um, because I get the same bland wash. I get things in the mail that say we're going to be in your street um, this week. Uh, valuing houses or okay. or oh gee I've got a buyer for you or look at the 10 properties that sold for this price and I'm, and all of it and I've got my marketing radar goes off is I'm just one of a thousand people you're hitting up okay. and you don't really care about me all you want is my listing um, so so no one that um, other than family but but no 
agent has taken the time to understand where I'm at or what I'm up to and what my needs are. Uh, am I interested in knowing what the values of the houses that sell around us are? Yeah, absolutely. But And I would love to get that information um, in a really non-obtrusive way to possibly build the relationship. So, hey, who knows what's going to happen around the corner. But yep. if, the, if the, the moment ever comes that I want to buy or sell, um, then maybe I'd pick up the phone first to that person. But at the moment, it's all very transactional. I feel like a, I feel like a number. So nobody's engaged you is no. really what you're saying. True. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were also talking before about the power of listening. Mm. And in a selling situation, whether you're selling a service like, like we do in real estate, and you do too, I guess, mm. the same yeah. sort of thing, um, so many people don't listen. And I know at listing presentations, so many agents are there to tell them, you know, we're going to be doing this kind of photography, we're going to fly a drone over it, mm. and they're telling them all this great stuff, but mm. it mightn't be what the person is interested in in learning more about. Mm. So in a, I guess, what am I doing? Am I asking you a question? Probably not, I'm just saying. But in a listing uh, or if you're trying to enhance the relationship, I just think it's so important to listen. Yeah, we have... Um so one of our gigs is is coaching um, arts organisations who who are full of passion. Um, if, if you love dancing, if you love um, museums, if you're a performer, um, the arts organisations usually start from a position of, of absolute passion. It's 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 not coming from a commercial place. It's coming from a creative place. So well, they've got the passion. They don't have. Um, broadly speaking, don't have the skills to go out there, identify who the right corporate is to sponsor them, approach them um, and, and, and close the deal. So what we do is is um, coach them. Coming up to Union Station. Coach them and teach them how to to do that. And what, what we teach and what we coach be, because it works is that once you get that, um, once you get that first meeting and that's a whole other, you know, yep. uh, conversation around getting in the door. That'll be for the ride home. Yeah, sure. But um, what we were seeing is most organisations or uh, then rush into that first meeting with, and, and it's exactly as you say, but in our world, they're rushing in with a proposal. Here's, here's, um, here's all about our brand. Here's how many people come. Here's where we could put your logo. You could come to this opening show. And we have a saying, and it's, and it's certainly not original and it's in lots of sales books, but you can't sell anything to anyone until you understand their problem. You can't sell anything to anyone and, until you understand their problem. So the whole point of the first meeting is nothing else than understanding their problem. And so that's their what you do. Their pain point. Their pain point. Yeah, so I love that. essentially what you're trying to find out is what, what keeps them awake at night. Because if they're not going to sponsor you because you're a nice person or because they, they love ballet or love, love the gallery, they will, they will put money to you because they haven't been able to solve their problem another way. Sponsorship is not the first, uh, not, not the, the purest form of marketing. The purest form of marketing would be going to direct to the consumer. So the only reason they're going to sponsor is they've got a, they've got a problem. And look, in, in, in our world, their problem will fall into one of four buckets. It'll be uh, a problem with awareness, a problem with understanding, uh, a problem with conversion, or a problem with retention. Okay. So we teach our clients that their job in a meeting, and the meeting might go for 30 minutes to an hour, is to dig and dig and dig and understand the problem, which is, it's all about listening and asking the right questions. Because once you understand their problem, you can then say at the end of the meeting, and again, we, we say you're looking for a, a slow yes, not a quick no. You're not, you're not looking to put a proposal on the table. Once you understand their problem and they say, 
um, hey, we're a really old brand, but we're we've got a leaking bucket. We're losing we're losing um, customers hand over fist. We we so they've got a retention issue. Then you can go away uh, and build a proposal and explore a proposal with them that helps solve their problem with okay. retention. So, for example, we can make them feel great by they can come to your customers can come to opening nights. They can do backstage experiences, whatever it might be, um, to to help solve that challenge. So, I guess that client is going to go with the person or the company that offers them the best solution. It's exactly the same as real estate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Interesting point. Mm. I like. I really like that. I think that's the whole. That's the whole guts of this of this little chat. Because mm. uh, if in real estate we are better at at understanding the issue, finding out what the pain points are, then I think we're going to have a much better strike rate. We're pulling into Union Station, downtown Toronto. Mm. It's very exciting. You haven't been here since 1985. Yeah. Uh, around about my first wedding. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> you were here for my second wedding as yeah, well. Yeah, and they were at the same venue. How uh, weird is that? That is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> we drove We drove in and I'm thinking, oh, this looks familiar. Oh, do we get off here? Do yeah, we? yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, do we walk and talk? We can. Oh, I said, do we get off here? And uh, I mean, <laughs> is this where you're staying? It looks very familiar. Yeah, it was the same place. <laughs> Okie dokie. One sec. Sorry, and thank you. Okay, getting off the train. Oh, it's windy. It's only going up. Okay. So. Two Aussies lost in Toronto. Yes, good name for a band. <laughs> All right, well, um, I think we've probably covered that point nicely. And we look like a couple of idiots walking along here with, a, with the iPhone and a big microphone sticking out of it. So uh, we will sign off. What's been the highlight of your uh, vacation so far? You spent a bit of time in Chicago? Yeah, I um, went to a big sponsorship conference in, in Chicago. Um, North America is like the, the home of sponsorship, and it's obviously mostly sports sponsorship. But... Um, yeah, no, I learned, learned a lot of things and uh, just got a better idea of the market over here and how to, how to do it so I can hopefully take it home and do it better. Well, that's exciting. And on the way home, you've got a little layover in uh, Los Angeles and you're going to um, go to the baseball. I mean, uh, yeah, the baseball. Yeah. Uh, the I'm, Dodgers. I'm told that the first, um, the first game of the season is a really big event, so... Yeah, it, it kind of just worked out. I get in um, get in at 10.30 in the morning and the game's at 1 and then I think I fly out about 10.30, so okay. it's going to be a blast. Okay, Qantas? Um, who knows? <laughs> Very good point. You don't know how you're getting home? You're not, uh, you don't know which airline you're flying? It's got wings. Wow. All right. Well, it's Ray and Tim signing off from Toronto, Ontario. And take care. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.